Welcome to this week's Season 7 premiere episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Bizdira, Kid, Bria, and Flick. Last season, the party defended themselves against a... What, uh, sky hag? Air hag? What do y'all call it? Air hag. You Excuse called me, it hag. sky yes. hag. But we called right, it air. but you called it air hag. So they defended themselves against that and some air elementals who apparently wanted to brand them, just like the sea hags branded Bria so long ago. Much to the air hag's chagrin, though, mm-hmm. she was no match for our adventures, particularly for Kit's heat metal spell, which forced her to doff her armor and summon an even more powerful elemental to defend her. That didn't really work out so well either, though, and the party sent her plummeting down to the sea far below and sailed on towards the southern island. Upon arrival, they saw something. Tentacles. Big tentacles. And a voice that simply said, Welcome. Tentacles what? Big, scary, psychic voice who? And landing Bria's demise at the southern island how? Let's find out. Hey, y'all. Hey. Hello. Hello. Welcome to season seven. I just broke my brain. It's so... Are are you Is this just what your new format is? Like, is oh my this... god, no. Absolutely okay. not. That adds another level to Dungeons and Dragons. Is like, decipher what the DM is saying. <laughs> I mean, yes. I try and be as obscure as I can at all times. Yeah. You're very yeah. good at that. So, oh, thanks, I think. I, you guys know this, but I think everyone should really know, because I have some thoughts. Um, I had recommended, my mom was doing a road trip, and I had recommended that maybe she start the podcast, even though she knows nothing about D&D. And then I decided to listen to episode one again because I was like, I wonder what she's getting into. Am I going to need to explain things to her? Whatever. And wow. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can I can concur with a wow. Well, <laughs> what I like yeah. is like, I think it starts off like I think you get into it. Um, but I love like listening to the intro we're all like super timid to say our thing where now we like know exactly how we say it except for flick who may or may not say things differently <laughs> and then did we do the intro this time i don't remember saying bria a second ago yes yes you definitely we, did we just, <laughs> we just did it is, yeah is, yo, that's yo, yo, okay over there. <laughs> i don't like that i not know but um, my my favorite difference is that DM does not have his DM voice on yet. He, you're definitely the most comfortable out of all of us because you know what's happening and we had no idea. But yeah. you don't have your like deep welcome to – it's just uh-huh. – it's, it's, inter- it's interesting to go back and listen. You could make harmony with yourself now mm-hmm. if you layer it. <laughs> that would be a fun project. So um, I like it. I've been re-listening as well, and I just finished season two mm-hmm. with the battle with the orcs okay. and the shaman. And it was funny because I, so I finished that and then I listened to the last episode that we recorded and I was like, oh, heat metal. Why does no one else use that? That's like the best spell ever. (laughs) And I love the fact that Kit was like, yes, let's do this. Let's fucking do it. Like she's all about it. It makes me so happy. (laughs) I don't know that it's necessarily the best spell ever. It's the best use of spell. Yes. Like I don't think I would read that spell and be like, oh, I should use this on someone wearing armor. Mm -hmm. We've just got this brilliant caster over here who figured that out so also i've been really excited because it was totally her <laughs> she idea. Gets all awkward. i don't know how to he, take compliments <laughs> no no it was None totally kit's idea on how like how we de- ended up defeating the shaman it was her idea to like uh-huh. all right let's make her scared then that she can't touch it and like let's heat it and like flick do something and so it just makes me so happy that like Kit was the reason this woman eviscerated herself. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sometimes uh-huh. Uh-huh. see that took uh-huh. a turn. That took a turn. <laughs> yeah, I have to say I've been like thinking recently. I'm like, dang, is Kit like really chaotic? Because that's what I had set her up as at the beginning. And then I remember moments like this, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, uh huh. Yeah, she is. Yeah, no, she yeah. is. She 100%. is. We have our answer. She knows. She knows how to function within an orderly society. But no, yeah, she absolutely is. One thousand percent. Yeah, but yeah, you just look it. at her hair and you know. Yeah. <laughs> we 
it, it when when this campaign comes to a close, we need to like do a retro. Like we can do a whole other podcast of like us listening to the old episodes and then like commenting on the mystery <laughs> science theater style. Oh, I'm all for that. Well, yeah, I think that would be a lot of fun. A lot of the comments would be like I was. There was a um, when we first saw Flick. You said there was a symbol on his neck. And I was like, oh my gosh, why did I not ask to roll a religion there? And two minutes later, I was like, can I roll a religion for what this guy is wearing yep. around his neck? And it's... <laughs> I am it's, doing the same years ago. thing. Uh, anytime yeah. I re-listen yeah. to an episode, I almost always will like speak or laugh in the same place mm-hmm. or, or like two seconds earlier. And then I get... And then I've like... In the recording session, I remember like, okay, now is when I'm supposed to speak. And that's when I would actually say or laugh or... Yeah. Do what's appropriate. Hundred percent. Also, uh, one of my favorite bits was um, early on. It would be like, "I'm so overwhelmed," and Bria comes out and she's like, "Is this the new drinking game?" And I was just thinking the same fucking thing in my head. <laughs> Wait, but speaking of drinking games. Y'all, we mentioned rope in an episode like two episodes ago, and none of us said and anything. Nobody said drink. Nobody said drink. I know. I, know. <laughs> I did have that thought when I was editing. I was like, "Oh, we really missed an opportunity there." Yeah. I well, clearly my brain isn't operating. I was gonna say I just <laughs> completely. I still don't have a recollection of saying Bria three minutes ago. So <laughs> that's yeah. so upsetting to me. <laughs> is your is your recording equipment on? Is everything good? <laughs> yeah, let's see. I'm recording. I'm recording. Don't worry. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, or we've just done this so much that it's just become secondhand nature. And yeah, I think that too. It's, you know, it's part of the job. I got to kick this second out Secondhand nature, huh? What? Nature. Is that not a thing? Second nature. Second nature. Secondhand, <laughs> secondhand nature. Is it a nature that someone some else nature you get that at a secondhand store down the street? That's like right. A... Antique nature, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> really good condition, though I will say. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's rate it's rated new, but you know it's secondhand. yeah, but it is in fact secondhand. It was previously owned. Please prevent oh, me from my- making a terrible climate change joke. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was it. I think that was the climate change joke. Though. I think, I think wasn't that was terrible. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just leave it to our imagination. It's even better that way. Hey, there's some tentacles very close to Bria's demise that I feel like we should address. Are we ready? Uh, sure. Um, Bad question. We're going to do it anyway. Here okay. we go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, tentacles, voice in your all's head. What is the immediate reaction turn the ship turn the ship um so hold on snib snib save the day this is your moment (laughs) we've been waiting for snib to take action this entire time and now's the time snib hold on so this thing okay so it's tentacles come out it says welcome in a very deep ominous voice right i I mean you ominous is ominous sounds subjective deep is objective so i will agree with deep Okay. It's um, in our heads. It's in your heads, yeah. Oh. Ms. Dira would like to say, thank you. How are you doing today? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of on board. Like, I'm kind of like, hello. Like, but talking, I'm not going to say it out loud. I'm going to say it back in, in my head. I'm going to try to think <laughs> towards the tentacles. Yeah, business okay. totally saying it out loud. 100%. Okay, interesting. And, uh, oh, I love it. You know what she might actually do also? She might just, like... <laughs> she said, oh, she no. snickers as oh, she's no. talks. Oh, no. No, she's gonna be like, you guys remember uh, from Blazing Saddles, Lily von Stoop? Uh-huh. And how uh-huh. she says, Bienvenue, welcome, come in. She's gonna kind of do it like that, where she's like, Hi, how are you doing? And then say the same thing in, like, Draconic and uh, oh, nice. Elvish or whatever else she speaks. Celestial... And Elvis, yeah, yeah, can we tell what is it common that this came in our brains? Oh, interesting question. Um, I don't. I think. I think no. I think it was languageless. I think it was mm-hmm. you all heard. Just like had a feeling. Welcome, and it was yeah. Like you didn't hear the word welcome in any language. You just know that it said welcome to you. Uh-huh. So oh, yeah, yeah, my so brain was already broken. She's, <laughs> she's gonna you're do welcome. that in all the languages that she knows. That's very funny. Okay, so you're saying, "Hey, what's up?" Out loud. Yeah. Bria is thinking. Is thinking back at the thing, and what are you thinking at it, Bria? I'm gonna say thank you. May we land our ship? Okay, I love and it. I'll even uh, say question mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Flick and Kit, what are you two doing? Flick is uh, calmly but hurriedly. Uh, 
zooming his broom back onto the deck of the ship and planting mm-hmm. his feet and um, being very still. Maybe it's like a T-Rex. It can't see me if I don't move. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> standing up, like, hands, like, up in the air, just like, okay. Okay, I love it. Um, after a moment of horrified confusion, Kit's gonna collect herself and walk over to one of the tentacles and see if uh, she can, if this seems like any sort of creature that she's ever encountered before. Interesting. Okay, yeah, they're, um, they haven't actually, like, they're not touching the ship, but they're definitely at a distance that you can see pretty clearly. Make me a nature check, please. Is it coming, is it coming out of the cloud? The tentacles were, the the main body of whatever the tentacles are attached to hasn't yet. Whether or not it's going to, you're not sure, but it hasn't yet. Kit, how'd that roll go? Very well. That's a 24. Great. So you notice a few things uh, about the tentacles. Uh, One is that they are, um, they're, oh, there's just no not disgusting way to say it. They're kind of gooey. (laughs) Um, They have a sort of mucus- about them, uh, which is actually what sort of clues you in to what this might be. Although, uh, much like I have now broken Bria's brain several times, they're like, well, I'll tell you what you realize. These tentacles look to be about the right size and about the right um, mucosal covering. Uh, that <laughs> It makes you think of... Uh, a very powerful creature that you have only ever heard of, you've never seen, but a very, very powerful psychic creature known as an aboleth. An aboleth. That's what I whisper what under know, my breath. <laughs> well, you do for a moment, and then you realize, wait, 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 wait. Aboleths live underwater. They, in fact, need to be, like, they need to be submerged in water. They are amphibious, but, like, they are aquatic creatures, this cre- this one up in the air, cloud. The world turned upside down. <laughs> uh, uh, and now Kit's brain yeah, is broken. So, <laughs> yes, we are living in the upside down. Oh, I will. I will also say, Kit. There's a few other things because that role was excellent. So there are a few other things that you probably know about aboliths uh, that might be worth pointing out to you. One of them is that uh, the. Uh, these aboliths are powerfully telepathic, uh, and they are able to sort of enslave the minds of of creatures, um, both just purely with their with their psychic powers, but also if you get the mucus on them on you rather, uh, that poisons or diseases you in some strange way that sort of can cause some pretty significant physical changes to a person, uh, and will also sort of tie you mentally to the creature. What type of physical changes are we talking about here? Oh, do your arms go tentacly? No, you just sort of turn slimy and need water. The final thing, uh, Kit, make me an insight check, a wisdom insight check real quick. Uh, the insight check was just a 13. Okay. I think you know Bria well enough that you watch her. I think it's really, I, correct me if I'm wrong, Bria, but I think it's really obvious when you are communicating telepathically with someone. <laughs> oh, for sure. And we've been doing this quite a bit with, with people. Yeah, I think it's very clear that my brain is furrowed. My brain? My brow your is brain, furrowed. Your brain is furrowed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Has so, lots so of furrows, Kit, actually. Kit, you notice that Bria is looks like she's probably, like, replying to the creature telepathically. And in that moment, you do remember one other detail about aboliths, which is that when you voluntarily connect with them telepathically, mm-hmm. they immediately learn your greatest desire. Oh, hey, good. Bria, what's your greatest desire? Well, if we're looking at my sheets, I'll tell you. I actually know the answer to this question. My, oh, of course you do. Actually, it might have changed now that we're here, but according to like my sheets, my greatest desire is for everyone to love me and my artwork. That's like what I'm <laughs> after, and for no one to be better than me at my art. Amazing. Um, but at this point, to be perfectly honest, I would say like maybe he sees that because that's like my core. But then sure. I think now what my greatest desire slash goal is, is for everyone to stop the fighting. Let's get rid of these siblings somehow and let's stop fighting and we're all just going to live in peace. We're not going to release the beast. That's what I'm going after. And world peace. And world <laughs> peace. I think I'm going to go with the art one. Uh, so, <laughs> Oh, dear. You don't lack world peace? I was being serious. 
Oh, I, I know you were. I, I, I knew that both of those things are true, but I think one of them is sort of like core and a little like less consciously aware, which I think is what this creature is going to go after. Or not go after, but what they will read first. Okay, my bad. All my right, bad. so, <laughs> no, I think it's great. So Bizdira has uh, has has replied in every language conceivable uh, and Bria has, has replied in her head and you all hear different things. So Flick and Kit, the two of you, in fact, don't, don't hear any sort of response at all after after this. Bizdira, uh, you, since you spoke out loud to this thing, which is hilarious, uh, you hear it reply to you in, in your mind, and it basically says... Um, it has been so long since I was asked how I was. You are most welcome here. Hi. Bria... Uh-huh. You hear of uh, the voice in your head, and it says, Welcome, great artist. <laughs> lit up, lit up like a... Oh my gosh. We are honored to have you join us. Please allow me to assist your ship in docking. I'm game. No. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Um, uh, here's these happen so much. These happen more and more often. But this was a moment that I just really wish we did video streams <laughs> because watching everyone else like waving their hands, <laughs> giant eyes, being like, no, 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 and then Bria going, "I'm game," <laughs> was amazing. Can Bazdira respond again? Of course you can. Yeah. Um, and because she still doesn't know what language works, she's gonna repeat all of these things <laughs> in all the languages. Um, she's gonna say. I'm so glad to hear that you're doing okay. What's what is to your? Be fair, he did not say that, but go on. Okay, but what is your uh, name, or what do you prefer to be called? I think that when Kit realizes that her some of her siblings are talking to the Abolith, I am going to yeah. yell at them and say, "Don't <laughs> talk to it. It's a very powerful psychic creature, and he will manipulate you." He's really nice. Uh, yeah, okay. And then I'm going to make Okay, you know what? Some people here appreciate my art more than others. And I'm going to narrow my eyes at Bria and say, Uh-oh. Bria, did you say something to the Abolith in your mind? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> And Kit is going to walk over to Bria. And Kit's like almost a foot shorter than Bria. But that's not going <laughs> to stop her from trying to slap her. Which is a yeah, little out of you. character for Kit. Thank but. you. Go for it. Go for no, it. We just talked about how she's chaotic. It's fine. It's true. Well, and I assume that she's not slapping because she's upset. But she's. Uh, is there something more to the slap here? Yeah, I'm trying to like slap her out of it. Like... No. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, make that make that attack roll. Let's see. I mean, Bri, are you gonna? I presumably you do not want to be slapped by your sister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, as a human, as a, a Terran, I kind of want her to roll high enough to hit me, but. Sure. <laughs> mm, that's an eighteen. Oh, that'll do. That does in fact hit. All right. Uh, so you smack her. What's your strength modifier, kid? <laughs> Plus zero. <laughs> oh, okay, but not minus, so you don't do zero damage. Uh, so you smack her for, like, one point of bludgeoning damage uh, just to sort of, uh, you know, snap her out of any sort of mind control that might have already happened. But just to make this hilarious situation even better, there isn't actually any mind control yet. He's just been very complimentary, so it doesn't do anything other than <laughs> kind of hurt. <laughs> Ow. I think Flick will applaud, though. This is a good, yeah, nice, solid hit. Nice sound. I, uh, or he go, oh. <laughs> I will just say that I was asking him if we could land our ship, and he said that we're welcome to land and that he loves my artwork. And I, as I'm saying this, I'm already drawing a picture of this creature. I'm not looking at my drawing because I'm not good of an artist, but I'm already drawing mm. a picture of the creature while I'm talking to Kit. And by of the creature, you mean of the tentacles and then the cloud that it's in, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and Kit's going to sigh and say, Bria, this creature has never seen your artwork before. <laughs> <laughs> at that, Bizdira just dies laughing. Bria, yeah, I think Flick stop. does too. <laughs> Stops mid swoop because we know she draws with swoops and sets the pencil down 
<laughs> and sets the artwork down on the floor and turns away <laughs> and bites her lip. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 does the the um, back of her hand wiping the tear away. Uh-huh. Private, you can't see me. And then turns no. back and uh, <laughs> clears her throat and uh, picks up her artwork again and says, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> way to button that moment, Bria. Way to, wait, that's, that's how you write a button. <laughs> that, <Aww. laughs> what else is she going to say? I mean, I have no idea. Seeing this exchange, I think Flick will go over and um, cast Thaumaturgy and throw some uh, infernal glitter on Bria just to lighten the moment a tad. And I'm a I'm a really I'm a really fast uh, drawer, and so I have already drawn um, the part of the ship where we are to give you know scale and size. And um, I've drawn myself on the ship, looking up at the creature, and I I'm gonna um, thank Flick for that, and I'm gonna draw Flick. Um, and put a heart above the two of us, and I don't draw anyone else in my drawing. Oh. Because <laughs> one of okay. them slapped you and the other one laughed at you. That feels Exactly. <laughs> to be fair, Flick laughed at you. I, I also laughed, say. but I made up for it. <laughs> it's true. Infernal glitter. Um, Quickly um, enough, right. So is our is our ship just hovering in the air? Are we moving towards this thing? Like, what's going on here? I feel like Sniv, uh, who, who also did not reply in his brain, like, you know, pulled some sails. You all are still moving towards the island, but a little more slowly. Uh, Kit, did you have something? Oh, I was just going to uh, lecture them all on what I what I know about the Abolith. <laughs> Do. That feels important. The Abolith has not... Also, like, this has taken a few seconds here, right? Uh, and the Abolith has not responded to any of you or, you know, reacted to any of this at this point. Is, the, is it directly above the island? Or is it, like on the way to the island? I think the answer is sort of yes. Like, it's not hovering over the center of the island. That would be a very, very large creature to reach you from there. Um, but it is sort of uh, half... Uh, the cloud that it appears to be in is sort of, you know, like, over the shoreline of the island, if that makes sense. Like, over the, the edge of the island. Does that okay. make sense? So, like, part of it yeah. is probably over land and part of it's over water. Since I have gotten approval in my brain, we're, I'm going to listen to Kit's lecture, and I'm going to say, listen, he's telling us we can land, you're telling us we shouldn't touch him, so we probably shouldn't attack him. Let's just land our ship, and if he tries to stop us, he tries to stop us. That's what I was gonna say. That's um, what I was gonna say. Did he ever respond to me asking what he likes to be called? Uh, no, he real he realized that there was some discord and discussion that needed to be happening, so uh, he hasn't responded to anything yet. Okay. He's very respectful. He's a nice chap. I'm gonna call him He's Chappy. Trying. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that an app? Isn't oh, that a God. dating app? Yeah, it is, in fact. <laughs> Why would I know that? Why would I know that? There's also a weird movie with a robot named Chappie, I think. And the only... Oh, yeah. Yeah, and my boyfriend shows me the trailer all the time for some reason. Oh. <laughs> oh, wait, is that the Paul Rudd thing? No, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. Oh, no, that's an alien. Every I, time uh, that Paul Rudd goes on Conan's show, he shows the same clip. Y'all have to look this oh, up yes, if you haven't seen it. It's hilarious. But it's not a robot. Isn't it two kids and one of them falls down a hill? Yeah, anyway, sorry. Yeah, I, I remembered after. Uh, I, so, I had a so boss the that sky we called Abolith. Shabby, but Oh, we're still going. <laughs> that's all right. All I... Kid, is there anything that you would like to lecture out loud uh, right now to the group? Or is it just basically relaying what you what you learned? It's just relaying what I've learned. I mean, I could say it aloud, but everyone already heard it. Who's listening to this podcast? <laughs> and if you didn't, roll it back a couple of minutes. Listen again. All right, great. So uh, so Bria and Flick seem to be voting for just allowing the Aboleth to, to go about its business and you all continue towards the island. Uh, Bizdira and and Kit, any alternative plans that need to be brought up? No, I think, I think it's a fine plan. I just want to stay far away from the tentacles. I don't want to turn into a tentacle slimy monster. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm basically on the same wavelength of like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep my eye on it and I'm going to like just be cautious of it, but I, as of right now, I don't necessarily feel threatened which seems odd for her but <laughs> sure okay she's growing as a person you know she's trying to it. give people the benefit of the doubt you know what i like about us there's if we see a person come towards us who seems <laughs> like, kill threatening it. we attack kill it. Kill it. if we see something larger than us come towards us we're like maybe we should sneak around this thing <laughs> yeah, we saw two large slimy tentacles come out of a cloud and we were like huh maybe we should talk to this thing <laughs> 
Meanwhile, that poor orc that you met by Silson is I know, still the, dead. I don't want to talk about know, that. You know, we learned our lesson with the first orc that we let go who started a freaking war. Remember, I just listened to season two. Oh my God. I was just going to say that was five seasons ago. <laughs> All right. So, yes. Bizdira, you hear in your head. Um, you may call me the keeper. You got the keys, bro? <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's going to say, again... All the languages. The Keeper, that's an interesting name slash title. What is it that you keep? Okay, great. Bria, uh, you hear in your head, uh, after you all have had this discussion, May I assist you in your descent? Um, I... Since he, since no one else can hear this, I, like, look over at Kit. <laughs> Oh, and she's oh. like giving me a look because <laughs> she, uh-huh. she knows yeah, I've got an eye on you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna say, how would you assist us, Bizdira? In reply to your question uh, about what he is the keeper, what it is the keeper of, uh, you hear the voice say, "Why, this port of the southern island, of course." Uh, Bria, you get a response that says um, I can assist your ship in its descent block any adverse winds and stabilize you for your landing Bria is now having this moment where she was like oh my god we have to land this thing now (laughs) (laughs) I think I am going to ask him to start communicating with all of us at the same time. I'm going to say, I can't make this decision on my own. Can you communicate with all of us, please? Okay. And Bizdira, did you have a reply? Yeah. Um, she's going to say, uh, are you familiar with the inhabitants of this island? Uh, yes. So Bizdira, uh, the response to you is... Um, I protect all the inhabitants of the island from off-land threats. I do not often commune with them, but I watch over them. Does he say that to all of us, or just to Biz? Uh, this, that's still, that's why you're asking him to reply to everyone, so that one is still just to Biz. Bizdira is gonna quickly say, well, we're of no threat to the inhabitants on this island. Just putting that out there for you. So the last thing that you hear, Bizdira, that only you hear, Bizdira, is the voice say, I know. She's going to give a thumbs up. Uh, And then all of you will begin hearing uh, the voice. Would you all permit me to assist in your landing process? I'm going to give Bria a dirty look. (laughs) (laughs) I'm including you on the conversation. And I will reply out loud and I'll say... Um, if you assist us, will any car- harm come to us or our ship? You will get the, all of you will hear the reply. Uh, no harm will come to you or your ship. I must advise you, however, that where my arms touch, the ship will be temporarily coated. Avoid the coating. It will wash away naturally. Can I roll insight? Absolutely, you can. Anyone can. Who would like to roll? We do, after all, play D&D on occasion here. Uh, let's let's start with Bizdira, since you called for it. Bizdira 100% believes him. <laughs> Good thing. 100%. He is our friend. We're going to be besties. We're not going to have any, like, group hugs, but, like, we'll we'll have dinner <laughs> parties. Social distance picnic Very thing, good. you know? Oh my god. Very good, very good. Uh, Bria, how about you? It's a 13. Okay, flick. I have a plus 11 to insight, so I've got a 26. I thought you were going to say, I so was ready I got a 12. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> okay, 26 and Kit, how about you? 14. Okay. Plus 11, Jesus. Bria and Kit, uh, both of you sort of don't detect any obvious uh, any obvious malice or ill intent or lying. The whole situation is so strange, though, that, like, neither of you feels like you truly know what's going on, but each of you can, like, hold strong in whatever conviction you had before, whether that was that this thing is helpful or not. Um, Flick, you, I mean, you are fairly certain that that everything it's saying is on the up and up. It is clearly a sort of large, powerful, probably very old probably very smart creature. So 
you know, its its motivations may be totally inscrutable to you, even with that amazing role, but it, it definitely does not feel like it's, like, setting you up for a trap or anything like that. Like, at least what it is offering specifically in this moment seems on the up and up. To sort of justify that, it, along with the knowledge that Kit put forward, I think maybe, like, something as big and powerful as this might be, as this creature might be, like... I guess that tracks. Like, okay, why not believe this big thing that could have attacked us right when it saw us? You know, that right, kind of ex- thing. It, exactly that. If it really wanted to take y'all out, it could. It looks yeah. like it could probably do it fairly simply and easily. Yeah, right. That's It could one swipe and we're out of the air. I'm going to ask it if we will owe it anything for helping us. It is my, my job, job to assist, assist welcome visitors. visitors. You owe me nothing. Uh, Basira would also like to relay the what he said about being the protector of the island and protector of the inhabitants. I feel good. I'm going to put on an extra sweater so I don't get any slime on me, but I'm I'm <laughs> fine with this decision. <laughs> hey everybody, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master DM Jazzy Hands here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, we all stand with Black Lives Matter and our black siblings fighting for justice. That fight is indeed still not over just because we may be tired. Second of all, if you're enjoying the episode so far, it would be electrifying if you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcasts from and leave us a rating and a review. We'll always read five-star reviews on the air as soon as we are able, and the more of those we get, the more visible the show becomes and the more people we get to listen. It doesn't have to take more than just a few seconds, and it really does help us out a ton. We also want to remind everyone about our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks like early access to certain episodes, character sheets for the PCs, and much more. In addition, by supporting our Patreon, you'll also be supporting multiple other content creators across the Patreon sphere via our Patreon at Forward program. More information on that program and a list of the creators that we're patronizing are available on our Patreon page. Right now, I want to take a minute to recognize some of our awesome patrons and thank them for their support. Thank you to our Heralds of Denier, Shimmy Gangot, Tanya, and Sir Mox the Magnificent, and to our honorary party member, Matthew Allen, and to our Shimmer Scale tribe leaders, Eugenio, Eliahu of Merck Grove, Lisa Diane Mercado Etheridge, and Misty. If you want to get shoutouts on the show and much, much more, hop on over to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge and become a patron today. We are excited to remind all of you about our partnership with Codename Entertainment and Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. Idle Champions is a completely free idle adventure game featuring your favorite characters from Forgotten Realms lore that's available for pretty much any gaming platform you have or wand. Check out the game at codenameentertainment.com and the next time you boot it up, be sure to use the gold chess code that we put in all of our episode notes for free items and power-ups in-game. We do get a new code every week, so be sure to keep redeeming them. We want to thank BattleBards, Scott Buckley, and Kevin McLeod for the music that you hear on our show. You can find their collections at battlebards.com, scottbuckley.com.au, and in comptech.filmmusic.io, respectively. As always, you can also check out the episode notes to find specific track names, artist names, and links to those pieces. If you ever get adventures, character options, new monsters, or anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites, be sure to use our affiliate links found on our website and in the episode notes when you shop there so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's like Amazon Smile, but make it D&D. We also want to thank D&D Beyond for their support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, go check out their services at dndbeyond.com. You won't regret it. In case you've somehow missed it up to now, TLR has a merch store. You can go to bit.ly slash TLR merch store to check out all of the great items that we have available. And when you receive them, be sure to take pictures and tag us on social media so we can see. We have loved getting pictures of our listeners in TLR sweatshirts and with their notebooks and buttons. It is a blast and we can't wait to see more. Finally, there are a couple of opportunities to sling some dice with me coming up this month that I wanted you all to be aware of. This weekend, I'm running a two hour demo adventure of Burn Bright, Roll20's new sci-fi tabletop role-playing game, as part of Roll20Con. As of Monday afternoon, which is when I'm recording this announcement, there are only three seats left at that table, though, so if you want to join me, check out the link that we've got in the episode notes for more information and instructions on how to sign up, and I would recommend you do it as soon as possible. If sci-fi isn't really your thing, or if that table is full by the time this episode is released, I'm also going to be running a special spook 
spooky one-shot with Tabletale Games. Remember them? That's the, the company that Alejandro Te, who played Tide, helped found. Anyway, I'm running a special spooky one-shot with them on Halloween Day. I'm going to be running my very first published adventure, A Haunting in Brenton, and there are still plenty of seats available at that table as of this Monday. You can get more information and sign up for that game by going to tabletalegames.com slash crit or treat. Obviously, we'll also have that link in the episode notes. Okay, I think that's all the announcements I've got for you this week. Thanks so much for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy, wear a mask, and happy gaming, y'all. So it sounds like we're giving permission for the assist. Yes. Right. Yeah. Sure. Um, Sniv is relatively sure how this thing lands, uh, <laughs> but uh, he will need a little bit more of y'all's assistance uh, to get it down. Even with uh, he is not entirely sure what this creature is going to to do to help. So he's gonna he's sort of like in his mind he's gonna proceed with the landing and docking procedures as he would have, uh, and assume that anything that this creature does will only assist in that. Uh, but he does need y'all's help. Uh, with with a couple of things. So he needs someone on sort of all the way at the at the front of the ship, sort of looking down and keeping an eye on, uh, you know, your uh, where you are in relation to, like, where you ultimately want to land. So he needs someone there. Uh, he's going to need probably two people on sails uh, because it, you are so high up, and as you descend, air pressure and air currents are going to change, so you need to be ready to adjust those. Uh, and then he will need another person who just sort of uh, is... is around and keeping an eye on uh, things that are lashed to the deck, making sure nothing comes loose, making sure nothing slides around, uh, because obviously, you know, that's bad enough on a ship on the water, but when you're in the air, it could fly in any direction, and that's not great. I think Kit should be in the front, because she's good at seeing stuff. Sure. I'll be on a sail. Yeah, I was going to say, my instinct is that I should maybe be running back and forth, because I can do dash stuff. Works for me. And then uh, Flick and Bizdira on the sails. I mean, my That's fine. speed is 50 right now. So. <laughs> but you're also stronger than any of the rest of us. And I'm assuming that that's like a strength thing with the sails. <laughs> and, and the truth is, Bria, if she dashes as an action and a bonus action, her speed per round is actually only 10 feet slower than what yours could be. Uh, without yeah. burning a bunch of key points on your end. Gotcha. Um, I also want to tell the creature where he shouldn't touch those little panels. I'm going to tell him like not to go near those panels. Oh yeah, that's, uh, that is good advice. Uh, he appreciates that. <laughs> Alright, so you all go to your stations and you get ready and Sniv is in his element just calling out orders like the talented captain that he is. <laughs> and uh, and the, the creature in the sky with the tentacles uh, sort of very gingerly a couple of tentacles come out. One of them sort of just rides underneath the ship, like supporting underneath the length of the of the hull to sort of stabilize you. There are a couple like that come to the sides that avoid the panels, but sort of stabilize the the roll of the ship as you all descend. Uh, so let me have you all make with advantage, since you have this creature's assistance. Whatever, based on the description of your current activities that I gave you, whatever ability check you think makes sense to you. I will I will give you all a bit of freedom on that. Whether it wants to be athletics on the sails, maybe it's acrobatics to move around the sails, uh, maybe it's, you know, perception to check and see if things are going to fly somewhere, maybe it's insight for Kit if you want to get real creative for like, are that, is that flock of birds going to fly right under us? It'll be whatever you want. Who is going first? I'll go first. Um, so since my acrobatics is a little bit better, I'll say that I'm kind of jumping over things as trying to like swing on the ropes and do stuff uh so that's a 17 okay yeah so you're leaping from from sail to sail and from rope to rope and you know you you really like you manage to catch some of the winds and to like swing you around on a rope to where you need to get and you're hoisting sails can we go over to our other sail assistant uh and find out what you're doing flick i think i'm gonna do the same thing because i'm gonna be on my broom going from sail to sail not only staying on the broom but like seeing how dexterous we can be in the job and it's gonna be a 16 okay yeah so absolutely you're you're really getting the hang of the broom and uh you know you're you're <laughs> you well ever since even since the library i think you've had a very good grip on the broom with your lower body so your arms are free to grab sails and ropes and whatever you need and thigh you know, strength you and, uh, you and Bizdeer thigh strength except we've decided you <laughs> ride side saddle yeah oh yeah that's true so just, <laughs> oh that's true it's that's maybe for strength. this yeah maybe for all oh, right maybe for this you you ride astride just in mm-hmm. case 
<laughs> All right, uh, Bria and Kit. I'm going to do a thieves tool check. Interesting. Tell me more. Oh, that's just my, I was a joke, but I, you went with it. Oh, I was yes, ready for you to come me. up with a, yeah. No, I'm, I think I'm going to do acrobatics. That seems to make the most sense for this. Okay. Tell me what you're doing acrobatically. Uh, I'm assuming that like every time that they change the sails and stuff like that, we kind of rock and roll a little bit. So, mm-hmm. um, just kind of running back and forth and grabbing stuff and picking stuff up and tying stuff down and, um, rolling and cartwheels. <laughs> you have satisfied my curiosity. You can you can be done. Fancy. <laughs> uh, it's a 23. Okay. Oh, Yo, yeah. You're flipping over boxes and grabbing them as you flip and all kinds of cool stuff. Keeping things, you know, every now and again, something will like shake loose from a rope and you've got it in hand almost right away. I want to I wanna make it like a showtime performance on the subway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Sure. I have feelings. Uh, Kit. Um, how do we feel about wisdom survival? Oh, I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Tell me more. Yeah, Kit, I think she's yeah doing like partly like keeping track. Yeah, if there are any birds, if there are any like clouds, like if the wind patterns are coming and we see ourselves, we're going to go through a cloud and have limited visibility. Are there any rocks below? Just really keeping track of uh, of all the elements. Yeah, I love that. That's a great idea. All right. And how the roll go? Very well. A 25. Oh, absolutely. So in fact, Kit, uh, you managed to, you know, uh, call out like some birds and some weird cloud, like low hanging cloud cover that you all need to pass through. And when you pass through sort of that low cloud layer and can more clearly see the uh, the shoreline now that you're a little bit you know, you've descended a bit, you can really see what you're coming up upon and, and maybe begin to start picking out spots that would be good landing sites. You actually see what appears to be like a, a harbor, a pe- like with piers and places for ships to dock. Are there ships there? There aren't any ships, uh, but you do see the shape of this and you notice... Uh, with a bit of surprise, that the structures that you can see uh, do sort of glint and reflect the sunlight as it shines through the clouds, almost as if these structures are largely metallic. Very curious. Um, but I call it to Sniv. Oh, there's the harbor harbor below. Uh, so Sniv is going to call out to you all to see uh, what you, because he hasn't ever done this either. So he wants to know what you all think is the best approach. Should you try and land like on land somewhere or like on, like if you're trying to beach the ship, right? So it was like right on the edge. Do you want to land a little further out at sea and then sail into the harbor? Like how, what's the approach that you think is best for him? I think in the sea for a couple of reasons. A, um, he's a little bit more knowledgeable in that, but also to clean off some of the mucus from the keeper. Ooh, very smart. Yeah, take inspiration. Good idea. Ooh, thank you. All right, so yeah, he absolutely is all about that idea. So he will begin to, you know, he'll sort of, uh, you know, holding pattern, flight pattern, will sort of begin to bring the ship around to get a little bit further back out to sea so he's got plenty of room. Brings it down, uh, and and with the tentacles assisting, it's fairly, you know, it's a pretty, as gentle as a giant flying ship landing in the ocean is gonna be, (laughs) right? So uh, just just so we know how this goes, why don't all of you make me strength, Strength saving throws with advantage. Can we start calling Sniv Sully? Oh, God. <laughs> no, he is a teetotaler, in fact. Sniv does not drink. I've never actually seen the movie, so. All right. Uh, oh, what flick. are we rolling again? <laughs> strength saves with advantage. Flick, what's again? Oh, what is 17. I thought it was a plus one, but it's a minus one. <laughs> 17. <laughs> Okay, 17. Kit, how about you? A 16. All right, Bria? A 13. And Flick. I'm Bizdira. A <laughs> 15. Uh, so all of you keep your feet. B- Bria, you're a little unsteady, but, uh, you know, the help uh, from the tentacles stabilizing you, the good lookout for a nice, like, calm, uh, smooth stretch of water to land on from Kit, the two of you up in the up in the sails, making sure that, you know, you're heading the right direction. And Bria, actually, as you descend, it becomes really important that you keep things in place because Sniv tells you that, like, if any of the ballast of the ship really shifts a lot, it's going to knock you all off course. So you strap everything down good, and it's a pretty smooth landing. And the tentacles retreat as you hit the water, uh, and you can still see them up in the air, and they don't completely go back into the clouds, so they're still visible, sort of waving about uh, up in the sky. But that is sort of, you know, now you're back on the water, so Sniv is perfectly capable of docking the ship at this harbor. And and go ahead. I'm just imagining the inflatable arm flailing. That is what you did. That is what you did. Uh, also, you're right. You're right. Speaking of, if 
everyone looks up online, someone reversed a video of the inflatable arm guy in reverse, and it it's hilarious. You should go check it out. It's good. It sounds terrible. Um, <laughs> terrible in the best way. So yeah, so you're on the water, and Sniv at this point, you know, you, and you all have also, you know, docked the ship before, once before, so the rest of the process is, is pretty straightforward. As you all approach this harbor, you do notice what Kit noticed, which is that a lot of the structures, the piers, the docks, the building, it looks like it has some sort of, like, large, like, terminal a uh, large building that, that is not on the water, but is a little ways in uh, that all of the piers sort of lead to are are metallic, uh, or at least partially built with an abundance of shiny metal, uh, which is just, you know, you have not seen that anywhere else in, in this world. Almost every uh, major construction work was was stone for the most part, or, or possibly wood. But And I'm, so you... Go ahead. I was going to say, I'm going to say thank you, and... I'm going to ask if anyone else has landed on this island recently. You get uh, sort of, you know, acknowledgement of your thanks. uh, And the voice says, again, to all of you, so you can all hear this. The voice says, You are the first in a very long time. My partners around the island may have seen others. But from the east, you are the first... Is there anything we should be aware of about this island that you think uh, you want to share with us? Oh my goodness, I have other duties to attend to. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I can I ask? Um, can you uh, give us a direction to head into to potentially meet some of the inhabitants of this island? The voice, sounding a little more distant, uh, actually now, uh, does reply to that and says, follow the roads. Is it a yellow the brick yellow road? road? We've already had a Wizard of Oz <laughs> reference. This Come on, did, I didn't know what else to say. I could have said follow the signs, I guess, but because there are a few signs. But anyway, uh, <laughs> he's not. Bizdir almost certainly speaks whatever language the signs are written in, since she uh, showcased her her <laughs> linguistic abilities. Linguistic no, the funny thing. So at level thirteen, I actually get the ability to speak in any language. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we come here. Yeah. 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 We'll be sure and, and circle back uh, so that you can have an even longer conversation with Woo-hoo! that creature. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Excellent. So, uh, yeah. So you bring the ship in. Uh, you tie it up. It's it's wild. All of the, like, all of the posts, what you, what you, you know, you're looking for posts to tie, to ding, take the tie lines out and tie the ship up to the, to the pier. And all of the posts are, uh, there actually are no posts. There are just these strange metallic sort of, uh, bars that are, you know, all up and down the pier that you can tie ropes to. And, uh, so that, you know, it takes Sniv a minute to sort of figure out how to work them and how to deal with the knots, but eventually everything is tied up, uh, and you all can disembark the ship and onto this metallic pier that leads, uh, in the direction of this large building. And then beyond the building, there are then trees. You all saw this from a little ways out that there's quite a bit of, of foliage, uh, quite a bit of forested area of treed area. And the trees are all very tall. So you really couldn't see very far inland, uh, from where you all were. How exciting. So at least when we disembark, I'm going to say again to the keeper, but I thank you for your, your help. And um, I guess we'll see you on the flip side. The end of our journey on this island. Yeah. You again get sort of a, a wordless like acknowledgement of your thanks. And the, the ten- you can just make out the tentacles up in the cloud sort of retreat back into the cloud completely. Look at us having an encounter without fighting. I'm so proud. <laughs> I Florida, want honestly. to activate the key in the way that we did when we got to the eastern island um, to try to see if I get any pings of other keys and where, I mean, we kind of can assume at this point where everything's going to be based on the other two islands, but I'm going to see if I get any pings uh, based on the key. Yeah, I should probably know that answer, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Generally, that's that's where we're going to leave it for this week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, so yes, you do get, uh, you know, those sort of vague, right, directional pings 
since since it is not since your key is not uh, of this island, it's it's not quite the same. But just like on the eastern island, you can get a sense. Uh, and there are three pings uh, that feel. It's hard to tell really, but they feel like they're in the same direction and maybe sort of maybe in the same location. Uh, but anyway, at the very least, in the same direction, which is inland, right? Uh, sort of the only direction they could be. But anyway, they're there. You get a fourth ping. Also inland. That seems a little bit separate from them. Hard to tell at this difference. It's distance. It's in the same direction, but it does feel in that same way that you think maybe those three are in the same place. It it doesn't feel like this fourth one is part of that group. Okay. I wonder if the brother has a key and that's what you're picking up on. Maybe. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Oh, if, if we still have any link to the keeper, I think I will ask him or I would have asked him before, like, is our ship safe here in the harbor? Yeah, it is. It, uh, yeah, I, uh, whenever you ask, you know, okay. it will be safe. He will watch over it, all of those things. So, Bria, as you're doing this, you sort of get the, the four pings, right? You share that with the group, and Kit has her theory about the brother. And, uh, and just as you're about to release the concentration on, you know, the, the key pings, that fourth ping vanishes. Hmm. <sighs> And that is where we're going to leave it for this week. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out more about this uh, apparently metal-rich island. You can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at at DNDLastRefuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. And if you've got more than 280 characters to say to us, you can also email us at DNDLastRefuge at gmail.com. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D, you can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupf, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course, all of you for listening to this Season 7 premiere. I am your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me, I have... Bizdira, Kit, Bria, and Flick. Happy gaming, y'all. Sure. I think also, to sort of justify that, I think... Anything this big and powerful as clit uh, as oh my god! <laughs> Is that the first time in seven seasons that that's happened? Yes, <clears throat> and I don't know if I can put that in the blooper. And I, I, it's perfect, but I don't know if I can. I don't think you can. I don't think you can. I think you just leave it in. You let it no. go. No, I the don't children. think so. That, think no, because if children. I do use it, it's an amazing blooper. What's that? <sighs> I said the children. The ch- I, well, yeah, that's we have exactly children. what immediately my mind went to. Oh, God. Oh, God. My friend. Yeah, son. the young, the youngins. <laughs> um,